driving back nah. same day. Like, no, can't. Do I'll just that. stay in your dorm till Sunday and then come back. Exactly. I got to live college life, but not go to college for a little bit. It was kind of <laughs> cool. Because I would DJ the the. Um, there's a place called McMo's up there. Okay. And they needed a DJ, and that's when I was heavy in the DJ, and I was DJing bars and proms and semis, and yeah, I was, I was doing the DJing, but it's like, man, DJing's a lot of work, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's a lot of like keeping up with the records. That's like people, dude. People now still from when I was younger, like, yeah, dude, will you DJ my wedding? I'm like, I haven't DJed in ten years. <laughs> you want me to DJ? Like, <laughs> yeah, it does, yeah. I like DJing though. Like I, I still have the decks and all that. Yeah. And and sometimes I like pull it out and I'll spend for a few hours like at my house. Yeah. But it's like the whole like haggling for money. Like every right. bar, every club wants to be. Well, how about this much? Well, how about that much? Then you got to fight for the money at the end of the night and keep up on the music and load and unload your shit. Right. And I'm just like, I don't want to do it. <laughs> but it's fun though, you know. We on. Yeah. Oh, good. That's no. great. Yeah. Let me do it. So, people have been watching. We'll do a little introduction. Yeah. Um, my name is Josh Snyder. You're watching Thoughtful Discussions, and I'm here with Mike Hit. Awesome. Tell me a little bit about yourself. This is uh. So this will be a good segue. We'll just yeah. keep talking about this sure. naturally because yeah. Where we're at. Let's go. So, like, you got into the printing from 12. You were able to see entrepreneurship through your parents and stuff like that, and that inspired you. So yeah. I always say, like, music chose me i didn't choose it right sure, yeah so when i was 12 13 you know i was into like taking take it's really weird not to backtrack but it's like i have lived through every phase and era of music yeah which like has given me a unique perspective and experience given that i consistently stayed with it that like a lot of people now don't have, and I feel that that's why people come to me, right? Right. So it's like I come from like where there was just tape, you know, okay, and I okay. had to use tape and loop parts on right. tape to make a beat, mm -hmm. and then the CDs came, and then I'm like, uh, and then I had vinyl decks. I DJed when I was 14, and I DJed. It's funny because I moved to the high school I was at, and yeah. I was like brand new to the area. Period. I had no no one knew me over there. Yeah. And I DJed one night, and I never DJed before I DJed. It was for the ninth grade dance. Okay. Like so, it was like the school was paying me and everything. I'm yeah. 14, right? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'll DJ the dance next Friday because they're like, oh, our DJ canceled. Now keep in mind, I didn't have any equipment either. Right. So the week before, I was. Just it's all about the right place, the right time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so they were like, "This is all too familiar." This is crazy. And yeah. they were like, you, I, "We need a DJ." And I'm like, "I'm like I DJ, right?" And I'm yep. like, "What the fuck I got to lose, right?" <laughs> and they're like, "Really? You've done this for?" I'm like, "Yeah." Keep in mind, I can't believe a 40, 50 year old teacher believed that a fourteen year old right. regularly DJed for one. Sure. I must have said it with some confidence, and I was like, and that also sparked a new, a uh, whole other wave of like me just being very intuitive, being like, just hop on it and figure right. it out later, right? right? And they were like, okay, we'll come to the office Friday. We'll pay you. And it was like 300 bucks or something. We'll pay you. And then next Friday, you're in for the gig. So I went and picked up my stuff Friday. I had yeah. a little bit of money saved. I worked at Kennywood. Yeah. And I took that money and I bought the equipment that weekend. There it is. And that week, 
uh, I went to my cousin's. Oh, well, my cousin came over, yeah. and he was like, "Oh, this is how you beat match." And he was probably like our age then, right? Okay. And okay. he's like, "So this is how you beat match and how you do it." And he was always into like making beats and DJing and all that. And then okay. that Friday, I like crushed it. And then it was like a domino effect of like DJ. And then I'd be like, that opened the door where I'm yeah. like, I'm gonna start. Uh, I did that, and then we started like rapping over the instrumentals of the vinyl that I yep, had, yep. and then rapping over the instrumental. Then like CD burners came out, which were like a thousand dollars. I was one of the first people in the neighborhood, only person, excuse me, in the neighborhood with it. Yeah. So people would come to me, they'd be like, "Oh, burn me CD." So I'd be like charging five bucks a CD to right. burn, and it would take a half hour to burn <laughs> one, right? <laughs> right? So I'm like, you know, okay, I make ten bucks an hour. It's more I'm making even a Kennywood. Sure. So I burn the CDs, and then I got in, then I bought a. SP202 was my first looper. So then I start, I'm like, oh, wow, I can make my own beats now. So right. now I'm like making beats. And yeah. this all happened from like 14 to 18. Like it was yeah. like a short like explosion of right. like, whoa, DJ and making beats. Uh, then like I was in video production class and they're like, oh, we could go to this competition. You can make a music video. And I'm like, a music video. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm going to make a music. Yeah, yeah, see how that works. And because <laughs> it was all related, you know? Right, right. And then. And then it all like came to a head at like, you know, I was 17 going on 18. It was like the middle of my senior year. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have really bad history, like, you know, my with parents and like home life. And mm. then I wound up just being like homeless for about like a year and a half. Right. Gotcha. And so like I'm sleeping in my car, sleeping on people's couches. I'm really, you know, but I'm always like still like. I'm always still just like had that dream in the back of my head yeah. where I'm like, I need to get back to that. Were you hustling or no? I was like, I mean, I was hustling, but in the sense that send you to jail as opposed okay. to like okay. making music, right? Okay, okay. Because so, I'm just trying to make make a couple dollars, and then I'm also like working like crap job, right? And I'm like trying to finish school, which is like high school, right? Right. And I'm like, okay, and then I finished that, and then I went to a semester of college, thinking, you know, when you're 18, you're like, sure. oh, the college is gonna like put me so at a more stable place. In reality, just fucks you up more, right? right. So then. So then I'm not I'm not doing um uh, uh, I drop out of that I'm like I, don't, I took like business management and I was like <laughs> this isn't even what I want to do this is so stupid yeah and then I finally get an apartment with my with a friend of mine who like was on drugs at the time so then that was like nine months that felt like nine years like that whole time between partying and doing drugs and all this stuff right and keep in mind this is like only like 19 going on 20 like i had lived such a long life in that right. short span right and but then but when i had that house with him i got back into i was recording got it so then i was like okay i'm gonna start like having people over like yo give me 10 bucks we'll i'll record you i always made sure to yeah. make money right. that was one thing because i was all I, I just knew from a young age that like so many people yeah. like waste time right you know what i mean like even back at the djing opportunity like nobody thought to do that and i was like that was more of the intuition of just say do it and then figure it out later you right. know so then i'm doing it and i'm charging people to do that and it's outrageous like give me 20 bucks whenever for four hours you know what i mean like right. so you know but either way it, it like paid for you know a piece of my rent or whatever yeah and then i'm doing that and then the then that crumbles because he's on drugs and i find out he's not paying the bills and the rent and then we get put out of there and yeah. then luckily so then i'm like homeless again <laughs> and then i meet uh my i meet my girlfriend who's like, I got cool with her. Fa I went over there a couple times yeah. and her dad was like, 
He was like, if it's a bad situation, because he knew I, I was never on drugs. Like, I might have yeah. smoked some weed and we got drunk. We were young. Right. But I was never, like, doing blow and shooting up and taking right. pills. And, and yeah. he was like, if that's a bad situation, you could just come stay with us until you get on your feet. Yeah. You know, and then, like, you know, that is. So then I stay with them for, like, a year until then the universe kicked me in the ass again because then he's like, well, when are you going to get a place? But I was saving <laughs> money. I had the money, all that. And yeah. I just got really comfortable in that setting. So right. then I got my own little place, which was probably half the size of this room that we're yeah. in right now. Yeah, yeah. And then it was like back to, oh, I got to get back to that. Right. And it was like while I was working, I was like, I met another like mentor of mine was like, and it's probably at like 21, 22, right? Okay. He comes over and he brings pro tools over and at this time it's pro tools 4.2 right and we're yeah. on 12 now right yeah and he's like and he made a living producing people and recording out of his house okay and he gave me a vital piece of information where he was like uh it's funny because people now say to me hey can you show me how to use pro tools as if like it's like a switch right right and i it's not just yes you can know how to record and stuff but it's not that right and so he, i remember he came over and he loaded in it was like at that time like pirated stuff was huge so yeah. he had a pirated version he gave me that and he gave me waves and this is at a time where like maybe one percent of people in pittsburgh understood what pro tools or waves plugins were right? right right and so i'm even like mind blown because only industry people were using this stuff and he had it from like traveling the industry and doing stuff but he got out of it he lost a passion for it gotcha. and he was like he loaded it up and and I, he was like, "Here's how you load a beat in." I loaded a beat in and I spit a verse over it. And I was like, "What do I do now?" And he was like, "Now you make it sound good." And I was like, "How you do that?" He was like, "That's what you gotta figure out." Yeah. And he and he like <laughs> at that point he only stayed at my house for five more. He's a very like to the point person. At that point he only stayed for five more minutes. The only other thing he told me was. Uh, when he recorded, he always recorded to please other people. Like they wanted him to make a beat like this. They wanted him right. to make it sound like this. And the one great piece of information I got from him, which helped me uh, carve my own way out is like, no, like make them do it your way. Don't do it their way because there's right. too many of their ways and your way becomes a brand of doing it. Correct. Their way just becomes a way of you staying busy. Yep. You know what I mean? So I was like, okay, I'm going to, I made mental note when he said that. I'm like, okay. And so I'm like, no, this is how you got to do it. And then, like, that taught me, like, not like not to make music like this person, like this person, but to make music like me. Correct. And to record music Correct. like me and work with clients like me. Right. You know what I mean? So Let me throw this in here real quick. Yeah. So the, you'll, oh, you'll be – it's all right. You'll be the first – fourth person that I tell this to okay. today is that make yourself the difference. Yes, so yeah. like, like today, fourth person today, fourth person that. today, fourth person today. <laughs> yeah, you're yes. you're the X factor. Like people think it's like you know, like I do printing. Yeah, there's a bunch of other people doing printing. Printers. Yeah. Why am I the person that, that so many people to. are going to? Yeah. It's because of me. Yeah, it's you. Because the people I, I how hire. you do business, your unique right, exactly. formula, and no one could even really copy that. Now that's a story for a whole another time. Where like sure. then you want to, uh, they what do they say? Uh, what's the word for it? When you want to not upscale, but you want to uh, when you grow, grow, and grow. But there's like another word for it where it's like uh, where it's like you're able to replicate what you do. Right. You know what I mean? And that's kind of 
that's like the weird place I'm at now. You know, okay. fast forward. We're gonna fast forward a whole 15 years to today. Yeah. Being at the studio. Yeah, yeah. Where like now I'm kind of like trying to figure out how to replicate that. And I've talked to a ton of people, whether they're successful business owners, real estate tycoon guys, music producers, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they all say you'll never find you again. Exactly. And it's like what you do, what you do, and what I do is like. Especially with what I do. So you yeah. could definitely learn a little bit like Photoshop wise, but especially with audio. Right. It's like everyone hears different. Right. Everyone has Absolutely. creative input different. And it's like right. trying to teach that nuance mm-hmm. of people to be like, now you're like my kid. It's like impossible. Absolutely. And I'll never find no, that. You no, know what I no. mean? So that's what I'm trying to figure out is like, how do I replicate that process? But then I'm like, do I even want to replicate that process? Right. Do I want to go on and do something else? You know right. what I'm saying? But go ahead. I don't know if you yeah. wanted to ask me. No, that's <laughs> good. Do you think that? Uh, do you think teaching is is uh, is is part of what you want to do? I had a guy call me. Actually, people call me probably once a week, and yeah. they it's the same questions. Like, hey, you think I could sit in on a session? Can you show me what to do? This and that. And it's like people always ask that, and I would love to teach just so they can learn that it's not that easy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think that would be huge because people are yeah. always like. They always want to sit in a session. They always want to learn yeah. something. But it's like, I mean, I just told someone this. I seen him down there, a friend of mine. I was like, dude, I still have guys who record at other studios who they go there. They're loyal there. But people come to me and they're like, yeah, so-and-so said to come to you. And it's like, right. why tell them to come to me when right. that's the studio you're loyal to? You know right, what I mean? Right. So there's obviously something going on here. Yeah. Do you think that um, – have you ever traveled to record? Like travel to other studios to record? Yeah, so um, yeah. so that was another thing was yeah. um, I always had – by the time I opened the studio, I had a lot of recording experience. Like I did a lot of cheap or free work, right? I yeah. had the one in the, in the apartment with my friend, right? And then I rented someone's basement, and then right. I rented someone's attic, and then I was going to other studios like in the city where yep. there was only like – so like I said, three or four, probably at that point, two or three yeah. at the time where I was going, I was learning. I was just like keeping like I, I'm like a sponge with stuff like that. Right. 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 And then I even went to when I went to uh, California for a little bit with my friend and we stayed there because I wanted to secure an opportunity to do like licensing for TV. Mm-hmm. And dude, it's crazy. Like, I'm in, again, it's the you factor, right? Yeah. We're like, I'm in the studio. We're in a studio, dude. There's like there's like. 15 bloods in there they're all rolling up weed they're all like you know it's like gangster as hell in this place right yeah. and i'm like and i play a record i had some of my records on a flash drive and i play okay. the records the owner plays them and a dude comes in the studio he's like who recorded that and i was like i recorded that back home in pittsburgh yeah and he was like because they were about to start their session so then those guys start recording and I'm sitting with my boy, and it's especially with what I do, it's hard for me to be quiet about it. Right. And the guy's recording, and I'm like, this just ain't right. Yeah. And I was like, just let me, like, can I, like, do something? And he's like, cool. You could tell the guy was an owner and not a producer. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I uh-huh, hop on the boards, uh-huh. and I start doing it, and the dude's in the booth. It's just like this, how the yeah. booth is. Yeah. And he's like, that's it, bro. That's it right there. <laughs> and he's like, dude, you want to come back tomorrow and just like make a couple of dollars? You know, you can right. record, you can come whenever you want. Yeah. And that's just kind of like, and then I learned even just going other places, even more of yeah. it's the you factor. Right. You know? Yeah. A lot of people record now. It's like this, like, yeah, bro. Cool. Go. 
Like, there's no, like, enthusiasm, right. and there's no, like, every record that I'm with, this is another thing, people always say to me, like, you ever work with, like, whack artists or people you don't like? Right. And to me, there's no such thing. I say this all the time. Yeah. There's just, they have a, they're a problem in themselves. Right. And I have to figure out the solution, like him doing the audio. It's like the guy's talking like this, you know what I right, mean? Right, like, right. So like he knows the solution is to get him to move like this, not like that. Right. And the same thing with the studio, like maybe they're too shy or they're too loud or they put too many syllables in their rhyming or right. they, you know, there's just every, I've come across every equation that you could come across from beat making to recording other people to even the psychology of them. Some people are just right. fucked up in the head right. and they have to realize that you're not judging them. You just want to give them the best product possible. Right. So then I, once they realize that, they open up enough for me to give them the criticism they need. Right. And then they're like, I'm booking again. I'll be in, in, in two weeks. You know what I mean? Right. And right. that's why there's no whack artist. There's just a problem and they're coming to me for a solution. Right. You know, and I've just dealt with too many people and I have too many life experiences yeah. to not like to look at it as, man, this dude's whack. Right. Because another thing I learned, you know, and I was one of those people, you know, at any point, yeah, any point, it could be five, it could be 20 years from now. Yeah. I could see those people out and they could do one of two things. They could be like, man, fuck that guy. They could be like, hit. Dude, I remember I learned from you how to right. do, let me buy you a drink. You know right. what I mean? And right. that's what I'm in it for, that feeling of like, that investment. I'm the same with money. I'm yeah. the same with people. I'm the same with everything. Is yep. like people want it right now. And I'm like, dude, it might not come for 5, 10, 20, 30. It might not come until I'm on my deathbed. Right. But at least I made the positive investment to get the positive return, you know? Right, right, right. It's amazing, man. Thanks. <laughs> no, we have, we're very similar with, um, the way that we the, w the way that we do our work yeah and uh and the way we believe yeah in people and and the way that our we believe in our work mm -hmm. i think that uh for me um i believe trust honesty respect those three things is just how you treat people and then yeah. communication and expectation yes mm. so but this goes for the reason we've been able to do well with printing and marketing and advertising yeah um, is because we take those factors into account when you have, let's say someone has a poster or someone is trying to do some sort of advertisement. We, we, Hey, is this communicating clearly? Does, yeah. does the, per the person that picks this up, do they know what to expect yeah. when they show up? Yeah. Are they going to come to your party and have a different experience than what they thought yeah. that they were going to get when they, or yeah. see your business card yeah. or whatever that is. And we want to make sure that it communicates clearly. Yeah. The trust, honesty, respect when, people don't walk into a business without at least having some expectation that they, you know, they, they already, you know, trust you a little bit. They are, yeah. are, are well, they came to you because they are right. They heard from you, from someone like, else. So what you or, got? Right. You exactly. So anytime you, you have a chance to, to build that up, but like the way that you do it where, and, and I do too with customers, if you give them a little bit of like pushback yeah. where you're like, yeah, I don't like this. And this is the reason why. Yeah. And you can show them your experience yeah. and they love it and see like, like, like not like, I'm not going to be like, Hey, I'm just going to be a jerk and yeah. give you, tell you why you're Some doing everything wrong. Like yeah. Right. I want to, I want to give you a little bit of, of, you know, added value yeah. to say like, I'm not just going to do like, I could do copy jobs all day. You send me the work. I hit print easy. Have, have a great day. Yeah. But like, if there's an opportunity for me to kind of like step inside of it a little bit and be yeah. like, Hey, I think you do better if you do this. Yeah. They're customer for life. They are. Because like, cause you cared about them. Well, you're even in their conversations after that. They'll be right. talking to people and they'll even be like, 
it, it, they won't even mean to do it. It'll right. just naturally exactly. come up where they're it like, does. yeah, Josh was saying that it's got to be in uh, CYNG. And then <laughs> your name, Josh who? Oh, right. Josh at Flower City Printmakers. Like, exactly. It's, it's just, <laughs> it helps to give that little bit more, like you said. Exactly. Give the little extra. Um, for, for audio, what's super interesting. So I've, I've dabbled, you know, a little bit of recording yeah. at home and stuff. And um, I got a buddy out in California, uh, Dub Shakes. He he uh, has a studio, and yeah. I'd hang out at his studio for you know for hours. We would just hang out, and he'd be doing his thing, and like the stuff he's he's working on, obviously is amazing. Like anytime yeah. anyone that's not into recording is yeah. able to go into a professional studio and like, it's like an experience, sit, absolutely. And uh, and so we would just be chilling out, and uh, and. Like, I don't, I don't understand it. He's like, it's like, it's like a painting. There's so many layers. Yeah. And like, you do that with audio. And so when you hear it, like, like I'd hear his stuff and I'd be like, you can hear every freaking instrument. Yeah. Like you get it. And there's, there's a few live bands. I don't know if you've ever seen like different places in space. Like, uh -uh. like when they play, you can hear, like they are usually when you hear a live band, especially yeah. like this happened a lot in high school. Yeah. There's always that one guy that just wants to turn his up a little more, yeah, uh -huh. and then everyone else wants to turn up a little more, uh -huh. and then ever and then it just sounds just all blown out. Yeah, and it, it, everyone on the other side of the stage is not having a great experience. Mm -mm. Where like, like Starship Manus is, yeah, is like it, in the sense where they're they're in harmony with each other. Exactly, you know exactly, I mean? exactly. That's the same way. Yeah. So if you can achieve that in your recording, and you won't know what to expect, and you know whether it's a million dollar sound system that is set up the right way yeah. or someone's crappy car stereo yeah um then that's, you just gotta know how speakers interact that's another thing i tell people like once you I listen, don't know that you can listen to anything you know what i mean yeah. like you could mix on it people are like yeah. what speakers do i need i'm like you need speakers that you listen to all the time like i listen to music through my studio speakers right like i listen to bob marley i listen to the beatles i listen to dr dre i listen to celine dion i listen to you know whatever through my speakers to get an idea of what that sounds like through there and then right. when I mix other people's records, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm doing working on acoustic guitar. That Johnny Cash sounded like this. If I make this tweak, it'll sound like this. And right. not only will it sound like this through here, but now it'll sound like this through everything. Right. You know? Right. That's another thing people would – as soon as people mm. hit me with the, what's the exact thing I need to get the <laughs> – it's like – it's not, it's whatever. Like, you know, a right. chef isn't like this knife is the best cutting that's, knife. They that's, all use different knives, right. you know? Right. So I've been, on, I've been an entrepreneur for 11 years. That's and – um, I have people that ask me, my own brother. Th I mean, it, this all gonna circle back. Um, my own brother asked me. He's like, he's like, he's like, what do you think I could do? He's like, is there a product you think I can make yeah. that he does, he's doing welding? And he's like, is there something you think I can make that like will, will like that I can cash in on? And yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, no, no, because if you do, if you make something special, yeah. Someone else is going to figure out how to do it yep. and market it better, do it cheaper, yeah. and put you out of business. Yeah. Because people are trying to put you out of business every day. I'm every like, day. the only way that you can make something different is if you are the difference. You're the difference, yeah. And if you make something and you're the only one that can make that thing because it's you that made it. Stand by your product. That, exactly. That is what's going to set you apart and people are going to want to buy it. Yeah. And, um, and he's like, yeah, you're right. I got to make something that... So now he does like art and stuff. Like he yeah. does, he he'll do welding projects for other people. But yeah, um, the stuff he does for himself, he just takes like nuts and bolts and puts them into that's cool. Like little toys, little like yeah, little that's cool thing. as hell. Um, Damn. And yeah, no one's gonna see it the way he does. You know, you, you put a a bucket of bolts on the no. on the table. He's gonna see a, a bulldozer out of that yeah. and, and put it together, <laughs> and it makes really it look cool. makes it look rad. Yeah. So he is the difference in that yeah, in that he's scenario. The uh, what is so? 
the the name of your studio mcm studios yeah what is it what does it mean what does it stand for uh, so how did you come up with it so mcm actually i said mcm well it means middle class millionaire right yep the first product i ever did uh i don't know how familiar you are with it but there's something called an i'm so berg shirt right it said i'm so berg on the front and then on the back in three columns of 30 were all 90 neighborhoods that make up pittsburgh cool now this is in 2009 this is before this whole like Let's everyone cash in on Pittsburgh. <laughs> Kennywood, let's make a Pittsburgh-themed area in our park. Like, right. everyone's cashing in on a Pittsburgh name, right? Right. So this was at a time where I'm like, this was probably even before the 412 shirt was even big, right? Right. right. And I'm like, okay, I want to make a shirt that represents, you know, everywhere you're from. And then um, I was also making music at the time, and I said in a song, uh, I'm the middle-class millionaire, right? Mm -hmm. And as soon as I said it, it was like a, like a light bulb. Yeah, it hit. And then I was like, all right, I need like a, a logo for this. And at first, the logo was like, I wanted the C. And I got shirts like airbrushed like this. I wanted the C with a line on the top and a line on the bottom to represent the upper middle class, lower middle class, and then the middle class, right? Because yeah. the middle class is like the one class of people. Like people – it's interesting because people see the word millionaire – and they get attracted to that. And then they, you know, some people make jokes, you know, oh, you got millions or some people like get it. But right. millionaire, you know, you could be uh, poor middle class, you right. know, and that's like the working class uh, right. people like right. under $50,000. Right. You can be just middle class like you make a hundred grand or you could be like upper middle class where you're actually like half a million dollars, you know, a right. year. And yeah, yeah. that that's that kind of like embraces that whole like you know, like the walk of life I come from, I just come yeah. from all sorts of races and income levels and my friend structures the same way, like right. skaters and white people and black people and right. rich and broke and doctors and dads and moms, right. you know what right, I mean? Right, right. Like I'm friends with like everyone. So I was like, that's it. And then finally I settled on the logo where it is now. It's been like this since 2009. And then yeah. I was like, all right, I'm going to put that on the back of every shirt because that's when the branding came into mind. Right. Where I'm like, people need to know where this shirt came from, especially if I plan on selling like a few thousand of these. Th they need to see that. Correct. And so, like, that was the first thing that I did. And mm. then um, I got out of the shirt thing. Like, it was cool. We were, like, sponsors for the Regatta in 2011, and we did stuff. And then I just, you know, I'm the type of person, like, once I lose passion for it, I just kind of move right. on. Right. I don't kind of right. try to milk it until it's dead. Right. And I moved on, and then I went to open the studio, and I remember I was telling my friend, I'm like, I need a name for the studio now. Yeah. I'm like, this is like my next business thing. I'm right. like, I'm like maybe like The Vault or like, you know, some, or The Hideaway. And then she was like, why don't you just call it MCM Studios? Right. And as soon, again, I like, was like, why course. didn't I think of that? Yeah, like, yeah. It's like right there <laughs> under my nose. And I'm right. like, okay, MCM Studios. And I was like, well, I need a slogan then that's going to represent that again. And the studio slogan, well, the slogan of Middle Class Millionaire was Love Life, Live Rich. And yeah. that's that whole, like, like I said, like upper, lower, middle, like no matter where you're at, live a rich life with lots of different people and all that. Yeah. And so I'm like, the studio has to embrace that same thinking. Yeah. So the studio slogan was Middle Class Millionaire Studios, no job too big, no artist too small. Cool. And that, like, it's great because that rolled right over into, like, my theme of what I was doing, you know? Right. So yeah, that's where I'm at with that. Awesome, yeah, awesome. Um, to, so tell me uh, about working with different people. Is there uh, anything that you've worked with that you're like super stoked about, um, or anything coming up? You know, 
as selfish as this sounds, yeah. right? You know, Let's see it. I am the most excited about what I'm working on. Yeah. Because, well, tell me about it. Yeah. So, I mean, eulogy was kind of like the first like shot out of my gun right yeah and so through all these years that i was there now keep in mind i was a producer at heart right yeah no I, wait hold on okay. so anyone that wants anyone listening watching um you could hit spotify uh YouTube, itunes itunes whatever right. eulogy mike hit mike hit yeah okay yep. and what's that song about so that song is about um just like people I, i've listened to it obviously yeah people's eulogy is about people who passed away and it, it's rather than like a direct, you know, lots of people say, I love you. I miss you. Like I wanted to make a song that was like in a spoken word manner where if I spoke at their funeral, you know, I could actually perform this song even at someone's funeral, as crazy as that sounds. Yeah. And it have the same context as speaking a eulogy for someone who passed away. Yeah. You know, and I wanted to like, uh, I guess I had a lot of trauma in my life of like different people passing away, lots of different reasons. Right. And so I kind of wanted to like close that section of the book and right. like, and, and even you've seen the video, like I just wanted to pay homage to all the people that had a positive impact on me. Right. And that was the start of, so right. all these years where I'm there at the yeah. studio, I am always like, even when I try to get away from it, this is, this is where I say, 360 in our conversation yeah that music chose me i don't choose music right yeah, and yeah. it's like no matter how far i run from this shit yeah. it finds me no matter what corner i'm in no matter what bed i'm under yeah. music is like you i'm yeah. not done right <laughs> and so it's like it keeps me up at night in a sense to where it's not even about me this is what's so crazy like so yeah. eulogy was like it, it was me but it was more like look at this than look at me Right. Mm. Like the, the message of it. Right. And like, that's how I make a lot of my music from working with artists in the studio where like, it's always like, I'm the hottest rapper. Look at me, this and that. And eventually, right. you know, you start to catch on that. Like, that's part of the unappeal of why they're not making it right. because they're like, they're just, it's very, even their message is very like, this was my struggle in my life. Right. Right. So like, I want to make out again, a friend of mine was like, and I learned this years ago. Yeah. She was like, uh, if you really want to cross over, be the voice of everyone. Don't be the voice of yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. And like when she said that to me, that like fucked me up because I'm like, OK, I'm going to start writing all my music. And in that sense, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you know, this girl over there is crying. So I'll make a song about whatever I think that girl's going through. Right. You know what I mean? So right. then through all these years, when I was done with my sessions, I would make music at night my own music now self-produce all yeah. record and all that right. and i've have like i just said to s someone at the studio this i have about like 70 complete songs and then i have like a full album that's completely done and i think my biggest fear was like my biggest fear always was stepping into the spotlight and being like i'm not really a selfish person you mm -hmm. know what I mean? So it's like being an artist in some way is being selfish. It's being right. selfish of yeah. self and you want your art out there. And like, it's still hard for me to do because like, I, I just, I want everyone to embrace it like this. Right. I don't want it to be like, look at me. You know what I mean? Right. Like I want people to like it, it to be like a hug for all of us, right. you know? And so like now all the music I'm working on is kind of like a group hug for people. Gotcha. And that's kind of, what I'm most excited about, I'm hoping that 
not hoping that I am, especially with this blood moon coming up and the way the universe is. It <laughs> hasn't been like this since 1934 to 1939, the energy we're about to have. Yeah. And we had a glimpse of it again in 2011. We get into that some other time. Right. But now more than ever yeah. is a time where like you're going to start to notice this. Like right now, you're either going to embrace what it is that you right. were put here to do or you're going to be stuck where you're at still. And I'm, tr I'm working on just embracing that, like, I'm a producer and an artist. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like a, probably a Dr. Dre scenario. Like, no matter how many artists Dr. Dre produced and put out, you know, with the exception of, like, Eminem and a few others, you know, people at one point just wanted more Dr. Dre. Right. You know what I mean? But right. he's like, no, I'm going to stay behind the boards and right. I'm going to produce stat quo and right. uh, this and that. And even though they had s success in their own right, people were still saying, where's detox? Right. You know what I mean? Like right, we right. want that, you know? Right. And right. I think that he ran, he, 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 d he has no, there's no necessity in that for him right now. You right. know what I mean? Right. And like, so I'm trying to make that a necessity that I continually release music and put it out and it not just just sit and die yeah you know because i think letting your creations just sit there which yep. i did for, for a little bit is like really bad for your karma right because like you got told this like hmm. you got given this energy and told something channeled through you that you yeah. had to create this as an artist whether you're making a painting or like i'm making music or whatever yeah and then like you just hide it from the world mm. you know it's kind of like when you keep money in your mattress and you don't put it in a investment fund right eventually it just depreciates and loses all its value right. when you could have put it out there and it could have been you right. know it's, right right it could have been like gaining uh what's the word for it um interest compound interest yeah exactly. yeah so that's what i'm gonna be that's what i'm most excited about okay. i love all my clients i love what they do but a lot of people come to me who who are just new doing it and things like that right. so it's like have you noticed a difference to uh since you have put that out that people more people are recognizing you as an artist and yes. as it's weird. Even though you've been recording and you've yes. been an artist this whole time. Yes, yes. But I've been an artist in hiding. Right. And what's really weird, I just yeah. talked to my session, my first session today, where yeah. it's like, I'm like, it's funny, you know, I tell them, like, you see me as a producer and an engineer, yeah. right? Because, like, that's our, our basis of relationship. Right. And then, like, I put eulogy out, and but I still have a fan base of people, like, I did a song when I put the shirt out called I'm So Berg. And that had like 70,000 views. That was before even YouTube was like a thing, right? Right, right. So then like I have this class of people who just like, hey, can you DJ my wedding? This right. other class of people who are like, dude, when are you going to put some music out? Like right. I know you're recording this stuff and yeah, it sounds yeah, yeah. hot, <laughs> but like when's your shit coming out? And right. I'm like, and I always like push to the side. Like, I, you know, I'm working with some great artists yeah. and I think I've been burned enough now lifting other people up yeah that like it's given me enough of that flame inside to be like you need to lift yourself up yeah you know and i don't think hmm. no one can tell you right no one can make you feel a way to do that until you've gone through your own trials to get like that right, absolutely. you know what i mean absolutely. and that is the scariest thing is like you're not gonna be ready until you're ready i don't care what it is right. giving up drugs or fucking going on that trip or skydiving or whatever. Like right. no one can make you do that yep. until you're ready to do it. Absolutely. And I'm ready. Now I'm ready. Like more yeah. than I already yeah. shot two other videos. I got a third video I'm planning. Cool. My issue is, um, I'm kind of like looking for like a manager in a sense, because like 
business and creative, it's like, not to keep going, but business and creative is like the business poisons my creative, right? Yeah. But the you can do you can do both do both yes but not in this project N- not in this project yeah. like like the studio is like business then creative right and the creative can't poison the business because by the time I get to the session the business is done right like we got the client they're satisfied all I gotta do now is put the creative work in right but it's like whenever I'm creative and then I go to business it's like fuck now I have to do that too. And yeah. it like poisons it to the point where I'm like, I don't even want to do this. Right, right, you know, I exerted right. so much of myself on the creative end. Yeah. I just want someone to be like, dude, I got it. I, I booked the show. The, the, the songs are on Spotify already. We just keep making music. You right, know what I mean? Right. And that's why most major artists, they're not artist managers. They have a manager. They have a booking agent. They right. have a personal manager. You right, know what I mean? Right, right, Amazing. It's a rough life. <laughs> <laughs> Live it up, man. It's a hard life, man. It's a hard life when you want to do a lot, for real. <laughs> it's easy when you just want to sit around all day. Right. So you mentioned that you had some uh, some mentors. Yes. Who, anyone that you can shout out? Um. So I just think everything is a mentor, right? Like I yeah. read books, whether it be uh, uh, Tony Robbins or Brian Tracy or Tim Ferriss. And then I have guys like Jeff, like I said, the guy who helped me out with the Pro Tools, like shout mm-hmm. out Jeff forever because yeah. he was like, he had the vision to be like, I'm going to pass the torch. Yeah. You know, here's all my crack stuff. You take it and figure this shit out, you know? Right, right. And then he moved out of Pittsburgh, which was really cool farewell, where it was like 2015 he moved out. And he had, you know, as musicians, you know, we hold on to that gear like – you. You right. know the married guy who has the yeah. drums in the basement. Right, right. Like he won't get rid of it. Nah. But when he moved away, he, he had like some hardware gear, like uh, some effects, like rack effect stuff and things like that. And he was like, came to the studio. He's like, I'm leaving town in a couple of days. He's like, I figure this will probably do you better than it does me. And like when he did that, yeah. I was like, this is it. Like this yeah. is the torch right here. Like this dude's yeah. literally <laughs> saying like, you're doing it, dude. And right. I just want you to keep doing it. Yeah. And so shout out to him and shout out to my boy, uh, Nick B. He's just a friend. But like we all need a friend that like there's really like no judgment. Right. And he helped me with the studio in a, like he was there all the time in the first like year. He was even there with clients because like, you know, I didn't understand how business would run. So you don't know if clients are going right. to try to do something or right. or how it works. And you're dealing with money. Or, and at the time, we're like drinking Henny and smoking. And it's right. like you're doing making all these first time business owner mistakes. Right. You're mixing pleasure with the clients. And like so Nick was like there for all that to kind of like like smooth it over, you know. Gotcha. So he's like a mentor and a friend in a sense like. He reignited my faith in people to where like okay. I could just be myself. Like when I'm around him, I just myself, you yeah. know, and yeah, that yeah. feels good. Like you right. know those people, you just <laughs> right. Like what up, bro? So him and just um and and Janae, there's a girl, uh, Janae. She's like my business mentor slash accountant. And you know, mm. she, whenever I was starting a studio, she was starting to come up on what she does, and she really just she just believed like it's crazy how many people so i tell you again the theme of this is it chose me i didn't choose it like so many people came in my path to just be like like even when i didn't think i had it to just Mm. say you got it 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Right, and right, because right. and it feels good because there's a lot of people you would think like, oh, you probably get a lot of love, but it's like people don't understand. Nah. Like you don't get a lot of love. Right. And a lot of people either like they don't want to love you or they want the spot that you're in. And it's rare that people are just like, I admire where you're at and where you're going and I, I wanna uplift you. I just right. wanna applaud you while I'm around you. Right. Because I might not be able to do it. Yeah. You know, so like all those people that do that, man, like they don't understand, bro. Like you, me being on your podcast. Yeah. Like, you know, it took us a took me a while to like get to this point. Yeah. But then, you know, I'm like I said, I'm in this weird space now where like I didn't really like make it and I didn't not make it, but I'm in this weird area where yeah. it's like everyone wants a piece of me right now. And it's like it's just it's just weird and it's like scary because like only like 20% of those people have your best interest at right, heart right. and the rest just want to like learn from you to do their own thing or they want right. to get some info to take to someone or it's like they want to come in and then like downplay what you're doing. Right. And that stuff, you know, it's taxing and luckily in my life, yeah. I come from the absolute bottom and that helps me at this point now where mm. it's like I've seen everything dude mm. like i've seen it all i've been burned every way you could be burned mm. i've met x amount of people yep. i've put myself my money my friendships my relationships on the line for my dream and so now it's just about continually going and growing and taking the chances and listening listening as close as i can even when it doesn't make sense to like what i'm supposed to do next like mm -hmm. it's like when my intuition says dude you need to go to Bitter Ends Garden Luncheonette and get a salad after this. Like if that said right. that, maybe I don't. I need to be there. Maybe not for the salad. Maybe there's some dude in there right, right. getting a salad, and he's like, "Oh, I need a studio." Right. And then he comes to me, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I manage Fifty Cent or right. some crazy yeah, shit." Right. Like you just don't know. And so I just make sure I listen to those voices every day when I wake. If the voice says, "Right," like sometimes you have to learn to listen to the voice when it says, "Dude, let's just lay around all day." Yeah. And I'm like, at my doer is like, <laughs> but I'm like, no, I'm like, it's telling you this because probably in your life in a couple of days or a couple of weeks now, you're not going to be able to rest. Right. And it's going to need you to go for the next 72 hours nonstop. So yeah. just listen to the voice. That's so important. Amazing. What is the importance of people that are, that you respect that will tell you no not just uh, there's so many people, especially with art, yeah. that will just be like yes, 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 yes. Um, especially either they don't care enough or they they don't have enough. That there's a mutual respect. How important is that as a as an artist? Uh, when they say no, like like a, how, like, like, a, like like in, in in reference to like you have a lot of people that are just yes men. Yeah. That are like like they'll just everything you do, like they don't have any critique, like good good critique. Where yeah. like like you there has to be someone that is able to be like no don't do that oh and, and like oh, and and, um, and, and, and let, let you see why that that's not the direction you know or you, whatever it is do you know what this is i'm glad that's a great 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 question yeah. in a sense where now back to like when i make music i'm making it for us and it's not me right like yeah, the yeah. message is i have become my biggest like uh consultant yeah. You know, where I'm like, this doesn't now 
I'm so far removed from myself now. Yeah. And that's, it's like every move I make, whether it be like dealing with people or things that I say, like even I'll be like, why did you do that? Or why did you say that? (laughs) Right. You know, or now's not the time for that record. It's to a point now, like even when I make music, I, no one is allowed in a studio. Not my girl, not my, not my friends. Nick is lucky if he's ever even allowed in there because like, I actually don't want any of that outside interference because of the same thing when I opened the studio, dude. Yeah. Everybody said, Mm-mm. yeah, everybody okay. Okay. was okay. like, you're out of your fucking mind. Right. And then when we got the sponsorship for the regatta for the shirts, you mm. know, like, or when I went to California to get the deal for the TV or like yeah. when I went to, I would go to New York and just like meet a guy who would eventually have me meet a guy and all that stuff came. I think people are very like, you have to learn. It's like a skill in itself to get away from, uh, it's not about me per se. How do I word this? It's just like, you have to listen to that voice again. And my voice is the biggest voice to either say no or yeah. say yes because too many times I've done I've yeah. said yes when people said no right. and it worked out like I'm talking yeah a ridiculous percentage like nine out of ten times yep. I said yes they said no everyone said no yep and now they look at me and they're like how can I do that bro how can I say yes right you know it's even like my girl's right. dad now like he was all about he comes from the mill era he's worked his thirty yep. years retired yep. Yep. and so he's real like. At the time when I did the studio, it's like, you know, what is that? How are you going to make money? How are you going to make it? And now he's like, oh, I was telling a girl at the gas station about you. Yeah, I know my kid. <laughs> you know, but there was a point where, like, no one believed in that shit. Yeah. You yeah. know, and even the people I loved. And I'm not even mad at the people that I loved for really not believing in that. Right. Because now I have to be, like I said, my biggest consultant. And there's rare – even I had a big – like, couple big people where I would take records to or something. Yeah. And they might be like, eh. And then, like, it completely deflates you. Right. And then I'm, now I'm questioning myself. And now I'm making records where I'm like, is this good? Maybe I need to do this. And I'm like, right. no, 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 no. I just I just need to listen to what's right and what's wrong right yeah. now. Yep. You know what I mean? And, yep. I have, and I'm not afraid to tell myself, no, don't do that. Right. Or you shouldn't have did that. Or you, you do it better this time around, you know? Yep. And I think that's why people come to me at the studio because that, like, unbiased – review of myself right transfers over really well for other people yeah because they know i'm not just talking it's because it's my opinion right it's just an opinion based off of like an evaluation of the whole situation and then i'm like all right i would probably do that right and this is why i think you would do that and like and even with other people Mm-hmm. I've done that enough for them that it turned out right. And they'd be like, you were right, dude. Exactly. And even then I'm like, good, I was right. <laughs> but it's like, but then I, I didn't make that judgment right. until like, even like a quick 30 seconds of like all the scenarios in my brain. It's like, uh, it's like Dr. Strange in infinity war. He's like, yeah. there's 15,000 possible ways. This was the only way that in the end it's going to work out. You see right, the movie? Right. No, uh, not yet. See, oh, I know, sorry. I know what you you're talking about though. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about then. Yeah. And then like he, he dies, they all die. You know yeah. what I mean? But he's like saying, Oh, uh, <laughs> that's a shame. dude. But yeah, it's the same scenario. Like I just, I don't want, to- I don't, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The last movie I watched was probably about seven months ago. Oh, and then before that, no, I don't, I don't want, 
I, I, I'm a workaholic. Yeah. I, I, I have a four year old. Yeah. I, oh, I, when he's around, it's all by him. Yeah. Well, when you uh, have kids, it's a lot. Right. It's a lot different. Kids right. are really like, that is your thing. Your creative even right. outlet, you know? Right. And then we just moved up here in December. So much bigger space. And there's a lot more, um, a lot more on my shoulders. Yeah. So. Yeah, good for you. you know, it's it's uh. Just don't be afraid to take some time for yourself. Thank you. You should. Thank you. If if even an, an afternoon, it don't got to be the whole day. <laughs> right. Just be like, you know, hey, uh, you know, whoever, if you watch the kid for a couple hours, I'm gonna go to the movies by myself. You right. know what I mean? That that'll do wonders for you over the next couple weeks, even, dude. I'll get there. I've been going to the gym mm. in the daytime. I've been good. going to the gym. So that's important. That's been uh, that's been my big like health, wealth, ex- love, and happiness, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So we're we're getting there. Yeah. 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 Good for you. Thank you. Thank you. Um so uh this by the way, this if you have anything, it could be it could be back and forth. You, you yeah. Feel free if you have any questions. I I'd be happy to try to divulge with yeah. uh kind of my perspective and and anything going on. So how um, do you what made you bring me on? Yeah, you knew I did MCM Studios, but yeah. what was it like? What was your perspective of me? You know what I mean? Good, good, good question. Um, I knew, so we've been, uh, I met you at the, um, the first time I actually met you. Mm-hmm. It was outside at the end of that Creators Drinks Hilltopolis. Okay, that was last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, how was the first time we met? That was the first wow. time we actually met. And I'm like, oh, hey, hey. like, I, you know, yeah. like we, we were just chopping it up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, and so, but I, even then, you were talking to someone that that you, like, you're like, oh, dude, I've known this guy for ten years. You yeah. like talking, yeah. And I'm just like, like you watch, you ever watch Gary Vee? Yeah. Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh huh. And like, so some something he says a lot is like, like this is my religion. Like he he talks about his the way he operates his business as the religion. Yeah. And um, and I. I was able to see you kind of in your element, in your element yeah. and be like, we have the same, yeah. we definitely have the same religion in that respect. Yeah. And, uh, the way we treat people, the way we, the, the way we go about our business mm-hmm. and the way that we, um, that we try to, you know, work just when you get down and dirty and do the work, yeah. like the work is the Don't part that is, it. right. Yeah. That's right. the part that's important. And so, um, that was that was one thing where it's just like I need to get this guy on and yeah. and get the story and um and give a, a chance to to see a little bit more of what so with thoughtful discussions the whole point of it is one shine a light on entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and entrepreneurs in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. see what the give a scope of what the Pittsburgh scene is like mm-hmm. we've been rated by Forbes magazine as if, from what I understand mm-hmm. I may be wrong as uh, one of the best uh, cities to first start up, mm-hmm. not just tech, but business in general. Yeah. And I started up four years ago with this business. It's and cost, uh, co- so cost efficient. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's a very easy place to start a business. It's hard a little bit at first mm-hmm. for, for you to break into the community because mm-hmm. the community is so tight knit. Yes. If you don't have, so I'm moving here from Southern California seven years ago. Yeah. I didn't, I mean, luckily I was here for three years. That gave me enough of a base. Mm-hmm. And when you say community, we mean the entire city of Pittsburgh because everyone knows somebody. Absolutely. Here. It's crazy. You wouldn't even think, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, even, think. You wouldn't even think the connections that, that are like, 
You meet my, someone here and go to Millville or something, and then my, like be like, "Wait, you know him?" Right. My my first my first experience with um, it was a Creative Drinks after party, mm-hmm. and it was at the Goldmark, and I knew, like like let's say that I knew seventy percent of the people there, mm-hmm. and six more than half of them were my customers. Yeah, and I'm just like. <laughs> Like it was the first time I saw and them all, all together, and they all knew each other. And I'm like, "You guys all, <laughs> like, like I know all of you individually. Yeah. I didn't know you all knew each other. Yep. Like this and is crazy. And none of them told each other and about you. No, they all did. <laughs> okay, they all okay. did. That's the thing. Usually you acquire them. Like all my clients, I Dude. acquired them all separately, and then they were like, "Oh, you go there too." Right. <laughs> they. Uh, so so I have I have some amazing customers. We we have almost fifty five star reviews. Nice. Not a single four, three, two, or good. One. Yeah. All five star. That's huge. Freaking ridiculous. On Google. On Google yeah. and Facebook between good. the two. And um and we we try to do a good job with everything we're doing. We mess up stuff sometimes. We make it better. How many we, revolving clients you think you have like in a year? I'm not even gonna say a month, that's stupid. Like um because people have events and right. times of the year. I don't know. Um that's a good question. I think we probably have around hundred and twenty customers a month. But the 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 thing about print is that like you don't ha- you don't really have that much consistency with like day to day. Yeah, it's more. Like, I have over three thousand customers. Yeah, right. And th- for the year, at, uh, since we started. Okay, yeah. And some might have came once, and that's it. Correct. Yeah. But a lot of them, a lot of them are repeat. Yeah. Um. So I have three thousand customers. I'm at almost six thousand invoices. So yeah. that on average, everyone's ordering it twice. Yeah. And I know nice. there's people that order, um, you know every couple of weeks so yeah. what's your smallest job that you've done oh like, we'll do one copy we'll print? do one copy one copy yeah okay, we'll good. do a copy good. yeah okay. uh what's but the biggest job you've done uh ten thousand business cards okay yeah that's a lot yeah Shit, you cut them and all that's, that too no nah, i sent that out okay someone else you gotta get a cutter man <laughs> we got one we got one but you just say cut we so we do i we offer a lot of some of the services we offer it's like a print broker service okay we manage like we're printers, so we know how it works. Mm-hmm. We have relationships with these other vendors, mm-hmm. and then we're able to buy wholesale. And they have this monstrosity of an operation yeah. that is, you know, not too far away. It's within a day of shipping, yeah. and they're able to to do amazing quality for cheaper than it would cost us for to even yeah. buy the paper. Yeah, right. So we're able to turn out stuff that is, you know, fast, really cheap, really good quality, and like we don't even have to touch it. Um, we buy from them wholesale, oh, okay. so we buy it up front, and then, uh, and so whether it's, you know, it might be like postcards or, um, hey, business like, cards, yeah. yeah, everything we do in house, we can also send out for. So there's a capacity to what we want to do on our own machines, yeah. And what there's a point where it's probably like five hundred or a thousand. Yeah, yeah. On a copier, it's like the. It, not the, even worth the ink the at that gr- point, probably. Right. The the great great part about a copier, you're printing with lasers, and you can make one copy, and there's no setup fee. There's no setup cost. Yeah. Where when you're printing in the thousands, there you have to make plates, and you have to register it. You have to have a press operator, and you have to have this million dollar press. And yeah. It's the size of a bus. Huh. Like like it's a whole different ball game. Yeah. But the way it operates, then you're you're so they print on this giant sheet it's like three feet by five feet yeah so if you want some business cards you're getting business cards with 45 other people yeah wow. but they're doing that 100 times a day yeah right so they're printing a ridiculous amount they're probably who Vista the, print goes through too huh it's someone like that it's something like that yeah and they it's it's uh they're able to operate so so cheap that it's worth it to give it to print shops like like me 
to be able to keep their costs you know like like we're adding to the work that they already have yeah and keeping them busy yeah so okay. so your average customer might be 100 to 500 like the average um dollar wise no like or, or, amount or wise of anything uh yeah like that seems reasonable right right yeah like, yeah I, I imagine like you get 100 posters or 100 or you could fit like just i know from the history of it like if you get yeah. flyers you fit like what eight flyers on a sheet or something yeah, like that exactly cut them yeah so um the the let me ask you real quick what was your initial question about uh, i think i lost where you were and going we don't even it. smoke That's <laughs> <crazy>. <laughs> there's just too many ideas in my head i'm like okay so here's the thing i I, I posted something about this. Uh, this, this. Oh, what was your perspective of me? That's what it was. Okay, like, you're. Like, the, yeah, like how we did got you all the way me? from there. Yeah, they, I don't know that. how. We got the business card. <laughs> hey, you drove, dude. I was just a passenger. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Let's get there. Um, so, perspective of you was was ultimately that uh, that we have, you know, we're, we're part of the same breed. Yeah. And that I wanted I wanted to have you on the show. So, with thoughtful discussions. It is about entrepreneurship and hopefully some of the people that are watching are able to glean something from it. But I also want to talk about the, the reason I named it that is if I could have anything more in my life, it'd be more thoughtful discussions. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. so if I can get people to come on and we can have that conversation, uh, sometimes tough conversation, yeah. sometimes very interesting conversation where yeah. we're able to talk about things that you, uh, you maybe wouldn't get asked on yeah. the on a regular basis and yep. so there's some there's some meat mm -hmm. with and, and if entrepreneurs understand this um more than i think uh people that just gotta work right yeah um not that there's anything wrong no. with those people they're they're uh some people were built that's another yeah. thing like people were like i was listening to a podcast and it was about how um you know like your purpose in life right yeah and he was talking about how a woman he worked at the office with and he went on like make millions and do this and i listened that you ever hear of an entrepreneur on fire podcast uh, so eo on fire listen to that okay, he has okay. probably two thousand entrepreneurs that he's had on there and from every walk of life yeah and he basically it's the same format asked him the same question and this guy's on there <laughs> talking yeah and he's like so really you know what is the importance of like you know the purpose of your life and yeah you know success and he's like you know when i worked in an office building he said he worked with a lady and he was like, she was always happy. Like they, they'd work like, it's like customer service. Yeah. And he's like, she was always so happy and came into work. And one day I asked her like, Barb, like, <laughs> why do you like this job so much? And, and he, he was like, and he said, she said, ever since I was a little girl, I just aspired to have a job where I could just come in every day and do my job and service people and go yeah. home. You yeah. know, and she's yeah. just a worker, and right. that was enough for her. And she met her fulfillment that she always wanted to do. Right. And for him, he was like, "I want so much more." But it's not that his so neither much wrong more was wrong. Right. It right. wasn't wrong at all. It was just right. sometimes I get pissed because my girl is like that. Like we're polar opposites, right? Yeah. My girl is so she does hair, and yeah. she is so happy going to work, cutting hair. You know, then going to her friend's house just for a little bit. And then it's coming home, hanging out with the dogs, and then just going to sleep, waking up. That's and life. Here. That's, and I'm like, she made it's crazy it. Though. She made it. It makes me angry <laughs> and it makes me mad. It makes me mad at myself and happy <laughs> at the same time for her because I'm like, 
That's all Why can't I be so satisfied? Right, you know, and it drives content. me crazy, dude. <laughs> I just, I want to be that satisfied. But it's like right. today, I woke up, I finished writing that song, I had two sessions, I come to this podcast, and I'll probably go home and probably like organize my stuff, we'll start working on another song, right. rather than be like, why don't I just go home and just sit on the porch? Yeah. And I, I but can't. where do you find the joy? Well, um, you find joy in getting the work done. I do. I the most joy. Yeah. I, the problem. That's what I'm saying. Like that's like when people said, "Do you ever work with artists you don't like working with?" No, because no. the joy is like in right. the problem. Right? right. And I love finding the solution. Exactly. The day I don't like finding the solution anymore will be like I don't think I'll probably ever have that day because right. I've been like that since I was young. Like just back to the DJing thing. Like right. it was about me. Like okay, I have to DJ next Friday and I need to figure this shit out. Right. And like whenever there's no problem, I'm just kind of like. This is weird. Yeah. Because even as a youth, like yeah. a very yeah. young kid, everything was a problem. Like we didn't have money. We didn't have some place to live or where we're going to eat. And you got to move here and we got to do that. And then I'm a teenager and dealing with this. And it's like, in some ways, it's probably like an actual like mental disorder that was probably put on me mm-hmm. at a young age of like this constant change like yeah. every like day for me as a kid from when I was born yeah. was like immense change. Yeah. And so like now when there's no change, I'm like weirded the fuck out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, no, absolutely. That's um, I mean, that's something I see in, in some people in uh, they probably don't deal with it as, as well as you do. Yeah. Um, you know, personally, I've been in relationships where people grew up in chaos, mm-hmm. and then they want to duplicate that chaos. And yeah, I'm I'm not interested no. in that. Yeah, so then no, I don't want the like chaos. No drama. Yeah, yeah no yeah. drama. Um, I like the or the order. That's another yeah. thing. I'm very order driven. Like, yeah. like for instance, people will come to the studio and they'll open their laptop and it'll have just icons like this. <laughs> and I look at that, I'm like, no, because every, I have like seven computers and every computer is perfectly organized. Right. I have a hard drive for everything. My personal photos, my personal documents, business documents, a, a first, a second drive, a second and third backup. Like everything is organized. And I'm not like, I'm not like, uh, like uh what's the word for that like um ocd yeah i'm not ocd like i don't have to keep moving this cap like this right you know what i mean like it's just like i already know my life's going to be so busy that the things that i can have order with i want order with you know well there's a difference there too because if if you don't you've spent so much time trying to find files that weren't marked correctly oh my god that (laughs) you know that that investment is important. So important. Years later, you right. won't realize again how important that <laughs> right. is. Yeah. Right. So it's a, so it makes sense to organize that and to be, to, to you know, to invest that time and keep everything mm-hmm. And I get nice joy and, out of that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like some people get joy out of just going and getting drunk. You know, and my getting drunk is organizing files on a hard drive. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. I get so much joy out of that. Right. So that's super interesting that – uh what what i'm trying to focus on when i was i was saying the meat Mm -hmm. is like what we were just talking about Mm -hmm. um is is that everyone everyone does things a little bit differently Mm -hmm. and everyone is working towards a goal Mm -hmm. and what i want to know not directly i mean i do want to know it from you but but the i do like a you know who are you what are you doing what's what's next Mm -hmm. and then uh and then the rest is like um what makes you different? Mm-hmm. Why are you doing what you're doing? Mm-hmm. And um, and what struggles have you been through that have made you into what you're 
you know what you want to do now. Uh, we covered all that, I think. But they, no, I think we've been doing a great <laughs> job. But I'm, yeah. I'm just trying to let you know what the format. So the, oh, yeah. the to answer the initial question, why did I want you on the show? Yeah, oh yeah, is to get that big picture. Yeah, because when you do, when you have your own bio or whatever, you're not going to give me all of that. Yeah, all that meat. Yeah, and uh, and so hopefully the people that are watching, they're able to take something you listen that, that they're listening to and mm -hmm. be like oh that makes sense yeah, yeah and yeah. uh and i don't know I, you don't always know what it is mm -mm. i talk to artists and and on various another thing like yeah. other podcasts i've been on mm -hmm. bar talk house talk like that's another thing i've yeah. come to a point where like i'm just really comfortable talking about anything yeah you know and it, it, there's almost nothing that like people don't really know about me yeah it, it's like because like the more you talk about it, the more you can get it out the yeah. less it becomes like an issue in your life. Like people are always right. like, I don't want to talk about it. Like whatever it may be, yeah, yeah. something traumatic in their childhood. But like sure. that's when it's like it has ownership on you. It's kind of like when I say I make the creations. Right. And I'm like, I don't want you to hear it. Right. You know, now that it's it's has some sort of ownership on me. Right. And, you know, and it's like a burden on my back as opposed to like I just keep putting it out, keep putting it out. And then like, you know, then you find your audience of people who appreciate you or you like. Or you keep talking about it, and it's not like, you know, no longer are, you know, ashamed of this or right. whatever the case may be. You know right. what I mean? Right, right. What advice might you give to someone who's thinking about starting their own business? Man, is that it's find what you're naturally good at, right? Mm -hmm. And you know this, like, gravitate. It doesn't matter what. It is like, don't try to do something like you said, your, your brother, I guess yeah. was like, Oh, what's a million dollar idea. Right. I found, I find that everyone <laughs> who says what's the million dollar idea, like this many people come up with that million dollar idea while this many people are living out their passion. Right. You know what I mean? And right. so like you have to figure out whether it's making cupcakes, whether it's like being a bartender or right. not bartender, um, like opening a bar or right. running a print shop or opening a recording studio. Like you right. have to make sure that it's something you really love doing. Even if you're gonna, only going to make, you know, $10,000 a year doing it or in the beginning, or you're going to make a right. hundred thousand, you're going to make a quarter million dollars. Right. You have to make sure that you want to wake up. It keeps you up at night and it wakes yeah. you up early yeah. because that's going to get you through the hardships of business. Right. Because then there's a bunch of stuff we deal with right. that I'm like, I didn't like every, everything from numbers and taxes to getting <laughs> more pens right. to like to right. garbage removal, like things that you're like, this isn't making music, right. you know what I mean? Or right. like meetings with people about yeah. how to expand or like, how am I going to market myself? You know? So it's yep. like, so whenever I get the chance to go in the studio and do what I love, it's like all that was worth it for this mm. couple hours of like, yeah, I own this. Yep. Like I own this moment. Like you could just print pictures of sexy ladies for hours if you wanted to, because sure. you've earned the right to do that. Right. You know what I mean? And I could <laughs> just, uh, just go on the mic for two hours at the studio because I've earned the right to do that. Right. You know, but, but we're passionate about those things. So that's what allows me to just like, um, to get through the hurdles of running a business. Right. Cause it's 90% the business of business and 10% right. what it actually is you even do. Absolutely. You know, it's like people get to the studio and they're like, how can I, I want to open a studio or do what you do. And I'm like, dude, by the time we get together, the work is done. Right. This ain't even the work. Yeah. This is like, I was pumped <laughs> to come to the session. Like this right. is the easy stuff. Dude. <laughs> yeah. 
Shoot. That's uh, that's absolutely, absolutely true. Um, like getting a building and a space. Right. And right. Like, you know, you have a, maybe a water pipe. Now you got to get that fixed. And I'm right. like, that doesn't have anything to do with printing. You know right. what I mean? Right. Absolutely. I got to market myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I gotta, there's there's a, a whole world. And, and I love I love business. Printing. I love printing, but I love business more. Yeah. And so I really like my job because I'm able to work with the I, I mean, I've had. I love creating more than business. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But I've okay. learned okay. to love. We're both naturally entrepreneurs, right? So, yeah. like, I just understand the politics of you need to run your business tightly yeah. to do what you want. But right. at the end of the day, dude, if I could br bring someone on and yeah. they ran the business and right. I was just creative, yeah, I would do that in a heartbeat. Yeah. The, the issue is finding someone else that you trust as much as you right. to wake up day and night to be <laughs> just as passionate about the business right. as I am about the creative. That is very rare. Rare. Very rare. And, and if you do bring them on, they're like, Hey, I got some records I want to make, or like right, you know, right, I got right. some things I want to print. Right, I'm right. like, no, dude, I brought you on to run the business. Right. You do none of this. You know, <laughs> it's like him jumping over here. Like, now I got some questions I want to ask. Right, right. It's like, no, dude, you said you were gonna do the audio, and I was gonna do the interview. Right. You know. Yeah, yeah. People don't stay in their position enough, That's or true. and they don't even stay in their position long enough to to like see it to its full opportunity, yep. you know, to its full, like, bloom. They just want to, like, hop to the next thing, hop to the next thing, hop to the next thing. Hmm. It's been a long life, dude. It is. That's what I said. So I'm going to end with uh, what's next what's for next? you. What do you, yeah. I'm going to put out this music, like I said. I'm really yep. focused Twenty end of 2018, 2019, and beyond of just releasing my own music. Um, I'm going to continue to just i was just talking to someone about this again right before i walked here yeah uh which he lives there which i'm like this is crazy because i've known you so long i didn't know you lived over here that's like one of my old friends and so i see him we start talking and i was like dude i feel younger now than <laughs> i did when i was young and it's all because like now i'm in a better position to like take care of my body take care of my mind i'm always reading i'm always listening to podcasts I, i'm always trying to take care of my friendships and my mm -hmm. relationships with people. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to like, from here, I, it's just going to be over the next five years is going to be a giant magnification of what this is right now. Yeah. You know, and maybe even five years from now, dudes, people, this podcast will have 10 million views because I was on like the Duncan Trussell podcast or right. some, you know what I mean? Right, like, right, yeah, I yeah. just want to continue to keep like plugging away, networking with people, following, yeah. staying true to my passion, listening right. to my voice and just, and if I'm here <laughs> from 2010, yeah. you know what I mean? Like by doing all that, right. then where am I going to be in 2028 Right. If I keep doing the same things, because now we're in the compound, I'm in the compound interest area where right. it's like, now I'm not starting from zero. Right. So it's like everything I do is like, I'm getting 10 times the return. Yep. I just need to make sure that I stick with it. Now is not the time to give up. Absolutely. Now is the time to go into overdrive right. with Double what down. I do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Love it. Someone asked me, they're like, so what's the, what's the goal of the podcast? What are you what are you going to do with it once you like, like, where's it going? And I'm like, I don't know. I, I, I got to record. I got to, I got to record a hundred episodes before yeah. I figure that yes, out. Yes, exactly. Like, 
Hell, Sykes did over 100 episodes, and then he was yeah. like, I don't think I'm going to do this anymore. You know what I mean? So it's like, you right. don't even really know. Like, Yeah. It works. If, if it works, it works, and just, just write it out. And, and at it, worst, it's bringing Flower City printmakers some more love and a sure. little more. And one thing I learned, I did, like, little compilation CDs for the studio, and, like, I would release, like, little songs from other artists who recorded, mm-hmm. or I put out a flyer here and there. And it's yeah. like, it, it might just be, like, this cap. You know what I mean? But right. now, like, something's on that table. Right. You know what I mean? You right. throw 100 caps on that table. It's right. like, that's a lot of caps. Right. You know what I mean? Right, so right. it's like, you just got to keep plugging stuff out there. And like I said, the compound, that's the greatest friend. Yeah. Now I get it more than ever is the yeah. compound interest. And I, that's why I'm most excited about between now and the next five years. Yeah. Because every move I make, it's another thing. I have all this past experience. So at any point, it's not like if I get a big opportunity – I'm like I'm basically a giant opportunity away from like popping because it's not like right. yeah I mean no I'm like no dude I've done this 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 and this right. and I know I could do that right. and then they're like all right come on in you know whether that's producing for Puff Daddy or being an exec on TV or getting on a big podcast or like right. whatever the case may be right. it's just I'm I have keep, all the tools now keep to going full steam full steam yeah. until that opportunity comes and it's like. This is what all those caps were for. Right. Was for this one moment, you right. know? Yeah, absolutely. And that's what people lose sight of. They just lose sight of that, like, you know, like I made a song last night. Nobody heard it but me. Yep. But I had to do that. That's like I just said, I have to be creative right now. I don't know why. It's just my voice is like, just be creative. Don't yep. play games. Don't hang out. Like, just at every free moment you get, make a beat. If the beat doesn't work for you, Put it in a folder for someone else. Make another beat. If it's a song for you, make it a song. And right. so it's like for every two beats I make, one of them winds up. I'm like, oh, that's a song for me. Right. And, but the other one is a great beat. I'm just like, I'm going to put it in a folder. Because yep. it's just not for me. I know there's a voice and an artist for that. And just building this catalog and where it's going, I don't know. Just hmm. like licensing for TV. Dude, I remember when yeah. I was on one show, I had one beat on one show. So and tell was, me how that works without giving it away, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell no, me, like, there's really nothing even to give away. Like that, the guy called me yesterday uh, asking about how to do it. Uh, someone inboxed me about asking how to do it. And I just, it was as simple as like I picked up my phone, I called people, like kept calling, kept calling. I had relationships with other producers. They were, but it was just a matter of them being in California. You know, they were from all over the country in California. Yeah. And they were like, dude, if you're ever in California, you know, come on out. You can see what we do. There was no guarantee of anything. You know what I mean? And, and they were out there for their licensing. And right. I was like, I'm coming next April. And, you know, they're like, all right. Yeah, I mean, they sure, were me. Right. Yeah, yeah. But then when I'm like, yeah, and like they open a studio door and they're like, hit? And yeah. I'm like, yeah. And then, it, you know, it turns into I'm sitting in the session for 12 hours. Right. I'm soaking this stuff up. And they're like, all right, we got an opportunity. Get, send us some beats. And then, like, one beat turns into I've been on over 50 shows now, yeah. you know? And it's like – and that compound interest in itself every year, that amount that I make from that, like, doubles. You yeah. know, it's like a little right. bit more, a little bit more. And right. now I just – compound interest is so the theme of my life now yeah. more than anything. Diversity. Too. Yes. Diver- yeah, diversification, having yeah. a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit there. Not spreading myself thin – 
but like yeah. everything that you know I'm what doing, if if an opportunity gets taken away that can't be 100 percent of your opportunity yes, right you can't exactly. let that crush you yes yeah right. exactly yeah if i had one customer that did all my that i did all the work for yeah you'd be crushed then and they decided to walk away one day you yeah. can't you can't have that no you can't and and i know of businesses that have had you know, one or two big customers and yeah. a couple little ones, and then uh -huh. and they cr and they crumble. Absolutely. Well, the you studio world's no like that. Music's like that too. You know, right. that's another thing. Like with MCM Studios, I don't have like, and you've, you know what I'm talking about. Like, there's like circles of people, and like they all deal with business, do business with each other. Right. And you don't really see my face or name in these circles of people. Yeah. You're just like this dude's been in business forever, and he's not in any of these circles that they're all circle jerking each other because I realize like with almost 8 billion people in the world, if I did that, that would stifle my business because Absolutely. then if one person quit fucking with me, now they all quit fucking with me, right. you know? And I learned right. that early in business, like that I just need to deal with everyone. Pe people's yep. moms bring their daughters to me who sing, yep. who play guitar and sing yep. older people like 70 who write songs come to me. Uh, like people come to me who sing karaoke. They just want to sing their songs and hear what they sound like. Yeah. Uh, rappers who don't want to be in a clique. They just want to make music. Like I, I'm like the, I'm like the outsiders of recording music. Like yeah. everyone who doesn't want to deal with the politics of shit comes to me because gotcha. they're like, dude, you just want to like get the job done. Right. You know, and there's a lot of people who don't want to deal with like trying to fit in. Right. They just want to come to you and they want, they just want to feel important. Right. They don't want to have to fight for their importance, you know? Shit. <laughs> Where can we find you? You can find me at um, MikeHit2Ts, M-I-K-H-I-T-T dot net. That's where all my music and all new info about me will come up. And then you could also, which will be changing over to dot com soon because I just got that. And then you can find me on Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat. And if you just type in MikeHit with two Ts, I pop up really easy. You could Google it with MCM Studios or whatever the case may be. I just try to make myself really, 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 really easily found. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for being on. Dude. Thank you. Yes, this was awesome. And this Thank was... You.